but not all the time that you sit down and you share your hurt and your pain and the things that you're holding with people, that it's not always easy because some people just don't take responsibility for what they do. And you have to make the decision. It's not what you're going to do because it leads to other things that can be unhealthy as well. But we most certainly, like you said um, earlier, have all dealt with bitterness. Um, how long we're in it and um, how long it takes to be delivered is depending on your vulnerability. And there's a lot of times when you believe you've forgiven that person for whatever happened, but sometimes down inside, there still hawks a little bit of bitterness. So our topic today um, is on bitterness. Um, what what made you choose this topic? Well, what made me choose bitterness is because, because um, I, everybody, whether you know it or not, go through a cycle of bitterness, um, and it comes and it goes it, depending on the situation that you wind up in. Um, sometimes people uh, even when you, as a Christian, non-Christian, you still go through them cycles. Some Christians, Christians are supposed to learn how to um, forgive. You know, the Bible tells you to forgive, but then there's a lot of times when you believe you've forgiven that person for whatever happened, but sometimes down inside, there still hawks a little bit of bitterness in there, you know, because you can see them on Facebook and you be like, or you can see him, you know, or, and so, and I've, I've been listening to Dr. Um, Darius Daniels. I love him. If anybody have not heard his teaching, find him on YouTube. He's an excellent teacher. Um, and he was talking about that. He thought about, like, talk about rejection and how that could also turns into bitterness as well. And it just made me think about some things like, some hurt things that I've been through and have I really truly let the things go. So when we decided to do another kingdom conversation, I was like, it's a great thing because sometimes people carry it from for years and not realizing that exactly what it is. And so I'm hopefully that hoping that someone would see this, realize it and be free. I can see where you're coming from with that because I feel like sometimes um, in church, um, we make it hard um, for people to be honest about um, what they're going through and what's going on with them. It's more like, you know, you always have to um, polish yourself to make it seem like you're okay because either there's this, um, this feeling of guilt that, okay, um, you're in sin or this, you know, you don't want people to see you vulnerable kind of thing, or that you don't have it together, or um, you don't want the, the shame um, of that, or um, that you don't want people to feel like you don't have faith in God, or you don't believe in God. Because I think a lot of that too, like when we struggle or we go through things, we try to like, hide it or mask what's going on with us um because you know we don't want it to seem like uh we don't want to be attacked on our faith or attacked on our personal relationship with god you know you're 
um, under the influence of the spirit of bitterness. Well, I'm not, you know, demonically possessed or I don't, you know, I don't have bitterness in my heart because we don't want to um, seem like we don't have an authentic relationship with God. And, um, you know, which is, you know, church culture has made it that way, which is the total opposite of what I believe, you know, God um, intended for us to do with the body of Christ. You know, I believe that we were meant to be able to come to each other, um, you know, confess our sins um, to one another and know that there will be grace and love um, there among our brethren. But now there's a sense of fear that Someone's going to run off and tell my business. Someone's going to gossip about me. People are going to talk about me and people are going to shame me. So I think that's another reason also like in church, there's a lot of people who deal with bitterness and never get delivered from it and never deal with what's going on with them because they have, you know, masked themselves. I definitely believe that the church has made it almost taboo <laughs> like you know like if you're you're a bitter then something's wrong with your relationship um but with bitterness I think a lot of people don't really understand what it is and or or how it manifests you only you think of bitterness you think of a really really angry person that you can just see it you know you can see it all over them and there's so many people that are dealing with bitterness that like um, Sister Nyasha was saying, that it doesn't always present itself where you can say, oh, that's bitterness, you know? Right. Um, and with that, I think a lot of people do suffer in silence, dealing with bitterness, their heart is not right. And then they go through um, all of the things that you go through when you are dealing with bitterness. I, um, I when I first, being transparent a little bit when uh, she first told me what the topic was, I was like, bitterness. I'm like, oh, what am I gonna say about bitterness? I've never been bitter, <laughs> you know. And then I got to thinking about it and meditating and um, talking to God, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we've all been bitter, <laughs> you know. I've been bitter, you know. Um, I think there's definitely different levels to it. Um, but different different levels and different intensities to bitterness. But we most certainly, like you said um, earlier, have all dealt with bitterness. Um, how long we're in it and um, how long it takes to be delivered is depending on your vulnerability, the, the people you have around you. Um, do you have someone you can trust or someone that you can talk to and say, look, it hurts right here, you know? And I've been holding it for so long, it, it's turned into something else. And um, when you don't have those people around you, the, the people that you can trust in that way, um, you do go and don't get healed and don't get delivered. Because um, bitterness is a root. It, it doesn't start off that way. Um, it, it starts off as a hurt, you know, an offense, mm -hmm. a... a um, and tell me if I talk too much. <laughs> um, but it starts off as something little that lingers mm -hmm. that you don't deal with. And just like many things that grow, it grows underneath first, the soil of our life, um, the soil of our soul, um, if you will. Um, 
And it's something you start thinking about all the time, but it's inward first. Mm -hmm. And it gets mm -hmm. uglier and it gets um, bigger before it ever shows itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very easy to find yourself in a bitter place. Um, and so I'll let somebody else talk, but I've, 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 I'm in thinking, I was like, oh, I've been bitter before. I've been bitter with church people before, you know? And that's something we don't always want to talk about. I love what you um, said that, you know, it starts off as um, like a, a small seed um, that grows. And I think that's also um, a lot of times why bitterness can be associated a lot with women because we're nurturers. And just like we nurture anything else, we also nurture pain. We're like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you hurt me. I want you to feel the same hurt that I feel, mm -hmm. or I don't think you really understood what you did to me until you have gone through the same thing or that, you know, I show you the kind of pain that you express. And sometimes we start off doing it, not at the intent to hurt the person, but just to get the person to understand our pain. And then we get asphyxiated on it. We get obsessed with it. If that person doesn't, you're still not getting it, then we escalate it more. And then we harbor and nurture that thing. Because I notice, like, men tend to, like, you know, they'll get upset about something. And then, like, they'll totally forget about it, like, the next day. Women, we will, we will brew that thing for a week. A five. <laughs> you gonna want some next week on your birthday or something like that but i ain't gonna give you nothing you know we will wait to plot out our revenge <laughs> we will wait so we like we're we're plotters we're like planners like i am going to plan how i'm going to help you understand what you made me feel kind of thing so i think sometimes you know that's why women also are very associated with bitterness because mm -hmm. we are nurturers and we do nurture pain in that way. And really that's where bitterness comes and brews out of, you know, it's anger or offense that is not immediately dealt with and we nurture that offense and it begins to grow. I've always, um, based on just being raised by both my parents and the way my dad always, we talked about it was bitterness for us was always a viable option when you didn't want to accept blame for yourself. Um, and I'll elaborate a little bit. Um, a lot of times, you know, Naija was hearing you say as women we're nurturers. And that's definitely true. We do nurture bitterness. I think a lot of times, in that nurturing moment, because that's how we are, we also have a small sense of pride, ego, and entitlement. We feel like because we are nurturers, we're entitled to nurture that anger that's a result of what somebody did and it forms the bitterness. So like you said, we think about it, we conjure it. So that's the internal piece of making us viable to do that, um, but then in being, in a space of feeling entitled to be able to nurture the bitterness we might have against a man 
a sister, a brother, a friend, uh, whatever the relationship may be. And I think there's levels to it. So the way you're better towards your husband, your boyfriend, fiance, whatever, is going to be different than if it's a friend, a sister, a brother, or some someone in that area. But it's it's definitely not a healthy thing. And I think that when there's a balance of lifestyle, um, then that helps you not to hang on to it in order to nurture it. And that too would be, a, to me, an internal self uh, choice, something you have to make the decision. It's not what you're going to do because it leads to other things that can be unhealthy as well. That's good what you said right there. And I think that's, that's the hard part. Um, wrestling with our emotions and the decisions that we want to make it's like you know I know I shouldn't do this I know this isn't healthy but the way that I feel I feel like I need to do it and it's that wrestling with that decision to not act on our emotions right and that's where I think the self-care is very important because when you choose yourself, when you choose to be who you are supposed to be or who you want to be, that right there is like that first, um, that first indication that you don't have to even be better or allow yourself to be open to becoming better about anything as it relates to other people and what they choose to do. And we're our own worst enemy, you know, and our biggest enemy is inner me you know so making that conscious decision to care for yourself and have that balance I think would be the first step to identifying that you're not even going to allow yourself to get to the point to be in in a space where it even leads to that and that's who you know is another choice I do believe that because we're so um like we're emotional beings and like you said that we do nurture things that we are more likely to hold on to things than men is because of the makeup that we are. And uh, I think too, me personally, I was like, Sister Tanja, I ended up calling her like, you know, this God saying we bitter. <laughs> you know, when you first told us about the topic and everything. And then I I know that I have been bitter. Not, not one time, but many times I've held things um, and couldn't get past them because the way someone offended or treated or said, um, and it, it hasn't been that I didn't go there. There's a certain set of people that I would say that sometimes it's better to find that self-care like uh, LaShonda. LaShonda. Right, like like she was saying, some in some incidents, you have to find that set, you find that place within you to heal because sometimes people that offend you and when you go to have this conversation, a lot of people will make it feel as though that you was wrong, but you was the one that was offended. I am one of these, I can share something with you. This is very awesome to me. Growing up in a household with a bunch of um, people that didn't know how to conflict. Okay, without being grateful to having a shouting match. Well, that 
that's what I have to see a lot growing up here. So a lot of times in my life, I have had struggles going to people to share with them how I feel because of experiences. You understand that? That was in my past as a child. A lot of times you just rather leave it alone and move on, but then it's not alone. You're moving on from the people, but you're not moving on from the hurt. Yeah. Okay. So, and then it continues to just keep coming up, surfing up, and you will know that you have a problem because when that person's name come up or when you're in that presence, there is a uncomfortable, you know, the atmosphere. It's just uncomfortable for you to be there. You don't want to be there, but then you're there. I think one of the things that we deal with that is the greatest struggle with me, I can be offended by someone at work and get over it quickly. And I'm speaking from a pure place as a woman of God. I feel like I can get over that person offending and saying things a lot quicker and forgiving them because back in my mind or maybe my thoughts is like, okay, I understand them. They didn't know any better. Okay. And, I, and it helps me move on. But then when we're in the house of God, I feel like David, if it had not been the ones that we worship with, that we praise with, and we get offended because we feel as though that they know better. You understand? We put that charge on them. You know, we're people of God. But I guess I can't say for everybody, but my most hurt has been in my personal family and in my place of worship. Mm -hmm. And I and can answer this. And I'll tell you why it hurts the most, because it's people that you love the most that you really love and you don't expect for that to happen to you. But, you know, when you go to communicate and try me personally, I'm speaking of me. I have, uh, it was years growing up as a child that I didn't know how to share my hurts without being rageful, angry, pointing. You did it. You did it. You did this to me, you know, passing the buck. Nobody ever really sit down and really taught us how to communicate conflict and hurt until we, Sister Latanja, if you want to get a trainer, that young lady is awesome trainer, a immaculate trainer. Definitely. Showing us and teaching us how to sit down and deal with conflict and pain without, and conflict is, when she told me this, she said, conflict is good. I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> and she explained why conflict is good and it is good now I can say that Elder Tanja that conflict is good because it's just like you I'm going to use me and Sister Nigel we sit down and we're discussing something that has offended me and I'm feeling a certain way towards her and there's a place in me that is not good towards her well if I feel like that what she said offended me or what vice versa in order for us to resolve the matter, we need to sit down and I have to tell her my truths, even though it might not be the truth. And I think that's the biggest problem why we carry so much because we're trying to figure out what the next person, how they're gonna respond more so than resolving it and getting it out where when I go and share to her how I feel when she said what she said. 
And then she's looking at me and, you know, in like, that's totally not what I meant, Pastor Harvey. I get to know her truth. I get to understand that what she was said, that it wasn't the way that I received it. And it helps us resolve the matter. And, and she's apologetic, but not all the time that you sit down and you share your hurt and your pain and the things that you're holding with people that it's not always easy because some people just don't take responsibility for what they do. Thank you for watching Kingdom Conversation, Bitterness. Stay tuned for episode two. When it comes to anything that we are personally dealing with, we always have to bring ourselves to God in order to deal with it. Because anytime we try to deal with it in our own natural way, we will never overcome it. It will give you a chance to at least forgive them, mm -hmm. even if they didn't forgive you, but it gives you a chance to get that out your heart for you can move on. To have your topic chosen for our upcoming Kingdom Conversations, email us at kingdomwomanenterprise2019 at gmail.com or tag us in your post, hashtag Kingdom Conversation. For more content, such as getting intimate with KWE, Women Empowering Wednesdays, Kingdom Conversations, and our workshops, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and IG. We're Kingdom Women Enterprise, Women Empowering Women.